the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Well, that Middle East thing is working out beautiful, isn't it? Nothing but peace and prosperity. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's the rapid pace of the collapse of the policies that we're working is astonishing to watch. It really is. And I understand that most people are going to talk about how the Dow Jones is up, but we have explained that in length. It is a rigged scam game. The Federal Reserve is purchasing corporate bonds, which is bolstering stock prices. Simple. They're funneling money to imitate the velocity, the, the velocity of real private sector money that would be flowing into the market. That now, because of inflation and costs and stagflation, cannot. Retail sales number is proof positive of that. And to watch these con artists come out and and uh, and spin what is the reality of the failure of Democrat policy to me is funny to the rest of the world is nauseating as you hear the so-called economic experts in the Biden administration example if you were drilling down on that report you know that the reference week was the week of April 12th that was a week before all adults became eligible for the you know for a vaccination that was week before and then we know it takes five to six weeks for people to become if they get the Pfizer Moderna become fully vaccinated um, it was also um, it was you know getting into the details um, it was I think Easter happened in March this year uh, the seasonal adjustments are a little funny within the BLS report Easter's on a Sunday and apparently it uh, it Dampered down all retail spending, and uh, it's the reason that retail sales weren't up. What she's um, deceiving you about is that retail sales have been up um, most of the pandemic because of online shopping. In fact, in some cases, it was setting some records. So this is what happens is people, when their base needs, the cost of them inflate, they have less money to spend, and they do so. So you're watching... The lie of this government-funded economy, of this funny money just kicked out, of very strategic money directed towards stocks, and, and the worst investment in, this, in the stocks, the unsecured bonds of said companies. It's not working. And that's the thing about a black hole of Soviet Marxist economics. You cannot shovel enough money down that hole. Now, I understand there's more sexy things to talk about, and I don't mean Liz Cheney by any means, but there are different topics that I know a lot of shows are going to talk about. But this is a different show, and this is the most important topic, because what you're seeing is the destruction of the U.S. dollar. 
Drunken Miller, who is a billionaire investor who made his money through his intellect and through his appreciation. He isn't one of these corporate scums that has made it from inside the, the insider trading platform like a Pelosi or like a uh, old lady face Mitch McConnell. He made his money through understanding principles and fundamentals and implementing them in speculation. That's how Drunken Miller made his money. He is a economic guru. And when a guy who has made billions of dollars speaks, you should listen. And what he said in an inter- interview, it's a paper interview, I don't have sound on it, is that we run the risk of the U.S. no longer being the world currency. And this is something that if you've listened to this show, if you've listened to me call in other shows, this is something that I fear. Because when we bastardize the rules of capitalism, of, of fundamentals, of our agreement to be the world currency, we broke our word, our vow to the world, because we guaranteed them we would not do exactly what we have been doing for a decade, for really more than a decade. So it's not specifically a Biden slam. However, Joe Biden doesn't understand if it is Tuesday or July. For example, there is a situation where there's an estimation of somewhere between 700 billion and a trillion, 300 million billion dollars. If we more IRS agents and we go after those folks who are avoiding taxes at the top end. Sad. It's pathetic. He should be removed from office. But the Democrats have no standards. They have no dignity and they have no morals. So this is will just stay on until this son of a gun just disappears one day and that's really the way it's going to end the, the the idea that we're allowing this man to set the tone of the nation tells you another reason why countries around the world should say wait a minute th- this is their plan this is the united states plan and we have to purchase their dollar from all around the world hence devaluing these these other countries that are run in some cases efficiently if we lose the u.s dollar as the world currency you could, you could stick a fork in us. We will be Venezuela. And that's why it's crucially important to implement and put politicians in office that understand this. When you see that 50-plus percent of your country has turned over the keys to economic illiterates and there are no standards other than gender and sexual preference, you know what a pickle we're in. And the good news is we had a massive, massive uptick with the replacement of Liz Cheney. I think this, uh, I know her name is Elise Stefanik. She is going to be a wonderful addition, and we need more politicians like her in key roles because we certainly don't have them in Republican Congress uh, in total. The vast majority of the Republicans that occupy this seat are more in line with Liz Cheney than they are with Elise. Well, first, I wanted to thank my colleagues for the opportunity to serve as the House Republican Conference Chair. I have prioritized listening to all members of our Republican Conference, and my focus is on unity because that's what the American people and that's what our voters deserve. I also want to thank this leadership team. I look forward to working with them in partnership shoulder to shoulder to make sure that we are fighting on behalf of hardworking Americans. I also want to thank President Trump for his support. He is a critical part of our Republican team Uh, and of course oh boy she said the Trump she said the name that's going to lead to all kinds of sanctions and investigations and uh, who knows they may even try to remove her from office because after all she said the name and we know that that name 
is persona non grata. That name is not to be mentioned in American politics anymore. In fact, there are a group of not just the opposition to capitalism, to liberty, to freedom, to Americanism, as we know, call them Democrats, they're really Marxists. There's not just them. There's the saboteurs that lie in our party. You know, the kind that uh, are more concerned about the part in their hair and the way in which their tie matches their sport coat than they do the principles and fundamentals of this country and the opposition against it and what's destroying it. One's like the Republicans from our very own Illinois. And they go on The View and they show how weak and worthless and corrupt they are. Could her removal actually backfire, especially with Republican women, because of the way she was ousted? I certainly believe that. I believe that by basically deplatforming Liz, they've actually given her a massive platform. She, you know, she would tell the truth, obviously, when asked about it. But as conference chair, she took into account the whole needs of the conference. Now she's basically out there independently saying what needs to be said, finding whatever media outlet. She she's massaging Marxists. She's not gaining support from Republicans. In fact, Adam, if Illinois wasn't full of wishy-washy, I guess, Republicans, you'd be in your derriere, too. But you're raising millions from your corrupt corporatist oligarchs that you intend to bring home the bacon to. So you may very well win. I hope you don't. But I think that you and Liz Cheney should be thrown in the other party where you belong. Liz Cheney isn't making a statement of integrity. The name Cheney and integrity can't even go together in a paragraph, let alone a sentence. What Liz Cheney is doing is titillating Marxists around the nation. That's all Liz Cheney is doing. He wants to go on. And uh, and I think telling the truth, I think that I think they actually created their worst enemy in creating her and in, in deplatforming her. And, and I'll say this, too. You know, people look to us for honesty, right? People look to us for answers. And when we just kind of go back to the past and go with the loser president that. Here's the honesty and here's the past. The honesty is that since that so-called loser president, you call him, has left office. The world has gone down the turlet, to quote a famed philosopher in Archie Bunker. And the reason it's down the turlet, and you can prove it, is exactly what's happening here on ho at home. As you see, our economy need more and more fraud that you probably make a fortune of, off of. Because I'm sure you're front-running these corporations, these businesses, these stocks that are being funneled in funny money to bolster up their bonds instead of letting them go bankrupt as they deserve. That's how they really make their money. They're front-running the Fed. That's how little Adam has amassed who knows what his net worth is. If you look it up, it's between one and five million. How in the hell did this do-nothing, know-nothing congressman amass a personal fortune of one to five million dollars? Can somebody explain that to me? Because it sure isn't from his wits. It sure isn't from his smarts. And not only that, let's say you don't care about the dollar. You don't care about the corruption. Let's say you're a butter-handed nerd who likes to vote for Marxists and, and, and thinks that Joe Biden is an asset to the culture of America. You want to explain what's going on in the Middle East right now? Because that is a direct result of the Biden, and I don't think it's incompetence. I don't think it's weakness. I think it's his platform. I think Joe Biden's platform is anti-Israel, as the Democrat Party proves itself time in and time out on anti-Israel, an anti-stabilized anti Middle East, because you realized how spoiled we've been. 
For four years, we had a stabilized Middle East. Now you've got absolute chaos and turmoil where I don't care what website you go to, what news outlet you go to. That's the story, and it's not getting the exact coverage it should. Because if Israel falls, what do you think is going to happen to the U.S. dollar as we talked about? What do you think will happen to the U.S. dollar and the American stability of our nation as the Middle East goes into chaos? Do you think it's going to be better here in America? 312-642-5600. They're all connected. The Middle East peace, our dollar security, and our own economy is all connected. And it can all be traced back to the election of this buffoon, the illegitimate election. And that's why these scoundrels are telling you to move on. And don't worry about it. Trust us. I want to meet the person that trusts Adam Kinzinger. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Johnny Rocket, you're going to laugh. This was song was on my car. You know, I do the Pandora. On my car when I pulled into the studio south this morning. I mean, just now. So uh, thank you very much. for It was like you, you're getting me. We're, we're starting to be like dogs now. You know exactly what I'm thinking. We don't even have to talk. You know, all the time when uh, I would be down at the Merck, these guys, these special guys would bring down politicians or guys that were running. And every once in a while, they'd bring a corrupt moron down a corrupt Democrat, a corrupt Republican, and they bring them on the floor. And, and the bulk of us, the many of us, would correct and say, what are you doing with this piece of garbage here? You realize what this guy's going to do? He's more interested in corrupting our market, our dollar, our country, than he is strengthening it. We were supposed to set the example because we are supposed to be a country that is run on principles of capitalism of freedom, of liberty. When we send these children off to Washington who corrupt and make these ridiculous decisions or they don't stand up to them like Adam Kinzinger, like Liz Cheney, and they're more interested in building up their own portfolios and their own war chests, you are simply destroying your nation at a slow pace. Nonetheless, the same destination. We are at that destination. This argument is over. This country can only exist through fraud. The whole damn thing is a lie. This is very important. These politicians are talking about investigating a man and people attached to the man rather than what they have been doing for 40 years as they have been not only cheating American citizens, but the rest of the world. What we have done to our own dollar, to our own markets, to our own principles has destroyed the betterment of the world. That's why when we are strong, the world is peaceful. When we are weak, when we are corrupt, the world is in turmoil. It is, co- it is connected. It is all connected. And the idea, if Israel should fall, I cannot wait to see, because I'm going to tell you something. I'll survive no matter what. I don't care what the conditions are. And people like me, the listeners to the show, we will survive. But how many welfare babies will collapse and cry when they're Venezuela? There's nowhere to run. It's disgusting. I mean, these are the conversations I have with people who fled to this country. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing there, Sean? Uh, I got a, a, a statement and then a question for you, too. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, 1971, Nixon took us off the gold standard. The now there's nothing somebody. to back up our dollar with. Right? Oh, the full and faith and credit. No, 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 Lloyd. Come on now. We know the tagline. The full faith and credit 
of the United States. Well, what the hell does that mean when the only answer is to print up more damn money from air? What's the full faith right. and credit? When Joe Biden's diaper, it's preposterous. You know what? Go ahead. That's like saying that meat comes from the grocery store instead of the farm. They've been de-educating these people. It's the dumbing down of society. And yet in Illinois, in Illinois, you yeah. had a chance. Yeah, when, <laughs> well, when we have politicians, yes, just just look at just look at what we had when we had uh, uh, the guy running against Laura Underwood, the guy with the ice cream, oh, yeah. Oberweiss. Oberweiss, yeah, yeah. say what you want. Oberweiss. I make fun of yep. Oberweiss, right? Chubby little guy. He makes me want to, you know, every time I see him, I want to have a, 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 an ice cream cone. I get it. But he's a businessman. What he forgot about business, he could have done better for this nation. And they hired exactly. a child, a little girl who lied about her resume, who wasn't, who didn't have a driver's license from the state no, no. she was elected Congress. No, no. It was an implant. That's yeah. what the program wanted. Exactly. And in the meantime, we've, yeah. we're destroying our own dollar, Lloyd. My, and that, go my ahead, second Lloyd. question, my second thing is, uh, hey, you know, there's such a thing on the books as the HEPA laws. What do I got to tell anybody if I have cancer, if I got AIDS? I got diabetes, or if I had the COVID shot, it ain't nobody's business. Lloyd, you're not going to win arguing the law with shiftless lawyers like these Democrats. They're shiftless lawyers who vote for this. You're right. So here's how here's how it works. Watch, Lloyd. Ask me. Ask me real serious. Say, Sean, did did you have the vaccination? Watch. Go ahead. Sean, did you have the vaccination? Yes, I did. Now do me a favor. Now ask me as Lloyd, my caller and my friend of the show. Sean, did you have the vaccination? Go ahead. Come on. Hey, if I spray down with uh, uh, yeah. uh, mosquito spray, uh-huh. do I give a shit if I walk into? Oh, a room? you can't swear. Can't swear. We can't have swearing. There's no swearing. Tom Deer Park. Sean. Yes. You're brilliant, and I, you're brilliant, and I'm not being facetious. You said something in your opening monologue that even I didn't think of. You suggested that Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney go to the Democrat Party, and considering the two people you mentioned have voting records in the 95% range of voting for a conservative agenda along with Donald Trump, my friend, I think you're on to something. Maybe we can get a party that respects liberal democracy that espouses conservative views. And you think it's going to come from the Democrats, and you think, I just want to get this straight, because I'm going to check you. So Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, 95% with the conservatives. Is that what you said? I just want to be sure. According to Harry. Yes, sir. According to Heritage. Oh, Heritage. So listen, Tom, I'm going to look it up and we're going to talk about it at the end of the show. I'm going to look it up and we're going to decide if they vote with the conservative platform. We're going to look up their voting records. Nick on the northwest side. Hello, Sean. Another great show, as usual. Thank you. You, your, your brightness is like a disco ball, you know, you know, oh, yeah. it shows my age. <laughs> I've been compared know. to a lot of things, but go ahead. Yeah, so have I, but let's not go to either one of us. Um, you, know, you know, this uh, pattern with the Democrat Party, uh, it's obvious, I think, to me and maybe others, that they want to get as much control as they can and be a single-party country. I mean, look, here in Illinois, they basically are a single party. They have such a huge, uh, what they call a supermajority, I believe they call it, in uh, Springfield, Illinois, that if there were a Republican governor who would veto every single thing every time, they could easily override it every single time. I mean, it's it's just uh, kind of sad. And uh, there's only two parties. I mean, there's some people, it's like, well, sure, we got two. Yeah, but if one overwhelms everything, then you basically have a one-party country, you know? And people got to well, speak up and wake up. Well, to a certain extent, you have a one-agenda country, and that agenda is to make the government 
the ruler of the people rather than the representation of the people. So, Nick, that, that battle's already been lost, and the question now is, are they going to take away any kind of opposition to their own tyranny, their own strength? And I don't think so, especially when uh, we're calling Adam Kinzinger's voting record and Liz Cheney's voting record as 95% conservative, which I cannot wait to prove wrong. Drago, of course, I'm not going to use the Heritage Foundation. Go ahead. Drago, how are you? Very good. just wanted to say one thing. I think the days for dollars are numbered. The question only is, when is it going to happen? Do you really believe that Gaddafi got killed because he was a terrorist? He got killed because he was the number one in uh, trying to uh, pass the oil. Of course, uh, we would get off, the, get off the dollar. He wanted to get off the U.S. dollar. Every nation, Drago, every nation we've ever gone to war with, that we've ever bombed, that we've ever sent drone strikes into, all had one common denominator. They wanted to get off the U.S. dollar. Because what, you know what? They don't want the news, or they want the news to get out. We are the ones that have double-crossed the world. We broke the agreement of what the world's stability of currency is, just like our Federal Reserve broke its obligation to stabilize markets rather than throw them into turmoil or control them. Look around. Stop pointing your finger because three more are pointing back at you. We're the bad guys on the world stage. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Hi, am I the only one that notices how Google steers the search results? It's insanity. Looks like Kinzinger votes for every spending bill until the last one. Adam Kinzinger raises $4 million with his anti-Trump. we got to really spend some time in this Adam Kinzinger voting thing. But uh, one thing is he voted for Joe Biden. Voted for Joe Biden. Liz Cheney voted for Joe Biden. So they vote for the Marxist because they hate the one man. So we're going to look up the, the percentage to see if Tom is right. If he's right, I, you know, hey, maybe he is right. I don't know. I don't know. I can't seem to find any uh, percentage. I see that he voted for the background checks. I see that he seems to have voted for a lot of the control issues that I vote against. In fact, it says here he votes with Nancy Pelosi a number, a percentage of times. We've got to really dig into this whole thing. But the one thing that I will say is if you voted for Joe Biden, you voted for the destruction of this country. You voted for the reality we live in right now, and this is just the tip. Don't worry. We didn't really start having fun just yet. This is only the beginning. It's going to be wonderful. So on that vote alone, you just go stand over there with the Marxists, and that goes for anybody that voted for them. Get in the corner with the Marxists and the morons. That's where you belong. And in the meantime, you're expecting us to bail you out. I don't know. I wish there was an alternative to that. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean. You know what you were just saying? Exactly right. I mean, all of this in a little more of, what, 100 days in office? The border, the inflation, the jobs, the budget, the Middle East, the pipeline, the racist garbage. Mm -hmm. I mean, disaster after disaster, crisis after crisis. Thank a never-Trumper. Thank a never-Trumper yeah. like Kinzinger, like Tom. Thank a never-Trumper yep. like Liz Cheney. See, this is who's yep. to blame for this. The welfare bunnies, yep. I get it. You just want more cheese. That's why they call it the, the Chicago. And that's why you're, you're going to hope that it really doesn't warm up too much this weekend so you could keep your shootings under 30. That's the goal for the weekend. 
So the never Trumpers who, who really are the are the ones responsible for this buffoon, this moron in office. For example, there's a situation where there's an estimation of somewhere between 700 billion and a trillion, 300 million billion dollars. Oh, thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Liz. That's why. That's who you think. Bruce, Milwaukee. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you know, the problem I see this is, is it could be on both sides of the aisle, but we're looking at the Democrats right now that everything that they're doing is from the top down. They're not truly representing their constituents. And I'll give you an example. If you had Pelosi or Schumer and they had all their constituents in a room for one night, I'll guarantee you they would not get 50% of the people in the room to agree with everything they've done so far and everything that they're thinking about doing. This is why we have the problem. Only a handful of people are making all these moves. It's not the people behind them that are calling for all this. Bruce, this is how all tyrants work. They're all, you know, you know, it's that velvet. It's why they call it the, the velvet, the velvet hammer, right? They're all telling you how great things are going to be. They're all promising people this certain utopia. But the reality of their positions is all top down. In fact, all of their every single policy they have is rooted in force. That's why I gave a challenge when I first took this show. I have yet to have someone take me up on it. Name a sitting Democrat that has mentioned liberty and freedom of the individual. Name one. You can't do it, Bruce, because but here's the here's the thing. Republicans like to slip in behind that veil also because the Republicans like Adam Kinzinger, he loves the idea that all he has to do is vote for these spending bills. Then he gets to bring home the bacon. That's why they they, they never vote to limit the the amount of money that they can bring back from these bills. That's why they like these bills, this massive numbers, these thousands of pages with all of this ambiguity. They're not interested in what's best. For this nation, they're interested in what's best for their constituent, for the people who pay them, their contributors, their campaign contributors, but then, not their but, constituents. But we don't live in a, but we don't live in a truly representative democracy anymore. If, if if the only people are making the decisions that are at the top, and the people who live in all these districts and everything all over the country, their voices really aren't being heard. No, that is a democracy. We're supposed to live in a republic. A democracy is really when you boil it down, mob rule. Fifty-one percent vote away the rights of the forty-nine percent. That's what they like. Bingo. Right. That's what they like. We're supposed to live in a republic, Bruce, and we lost that. Now it's time for people like me and you to get it back. And the first thing I say we do is throw out the people who sabotaged us. So go by the Democrats if you voted for this. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate it very much. And uh, one of the other benefits of having um, the Marxists in office is the way in which they lie. I will say this. I personally, if I'm going to be lied to... um, Pisaki isn't necessarily the worst person that could lie to me because she has that certain arrogance, that certain curtness, that uh, that that kind of pseudo intellectual bitter twang of superiority. I almost like it. What do you say to those who are criticizing the president and vice president who have not to date made an in-person visit to the southwest border? Who are those? Who are those? Those who have criticized. There have like been, who? There have been lots of people criticizing the fact that they've not made a, a trip to the border yet. Like who? Criticism from those in the Republican Party, criticism from others. This is like when you're in college and you're watching your drunk friend go up to that stuck-up snob sorority sister and try to you know, make a pass at her. This is exactly what it reminds me of. 
Well, I don't know who I'm responding to, uh, but what I will say is that the president's focus uh, and the... Just the other day, um, one of the senators held a press conference where that was a major criticism. The one of the senators. Okay. Well, the president... Yeah. Senator... She even has that sorority girl humming that underline like they're singing. Senator Rick Scott. Okay. Well, the president's focus and the vice president's focus is on solutions. And mm-hmm. what are uh, what we've seen over the past several months uh, is that well, we came in and there were was little preparation for uh, what was going to be a surge of migrants at the border. What we've done since then is uh, rapid or is massively reduced the number of uh, children who are at border patrol facilities mm-hmm. from over five thousand to under a thousand. And the number is probably even lower than that now and massively reduce the number of hours that these children are spending in these facilities. So our focus is on. No, I'm not going to give you my number. And of course, I would never go out with you. That's exactly what she is. I love it. I love it. And it doesn't matter about the reality of the topic. The kids, what about the kids in cages? Now they give a rip about these kids. In fact, they can't, they're bringing families over, they're throwing the kids back over to the wall, get another one. And they love it. The Democrats can't get enough of it. I'm going to take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. I have two lines open. We'll be back after this. You know, this is a great point Miles on 294 has, and it kind of leads to other things. Hi, Miles. How are you? Hey, Sean. Great show. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate your efforts. But when you're doing that search of his uh, voting record, Kinzinger's, you can find the Wall Street Journal op-ed that he wrote Uh for the corporate welfare for Caterpillar. Yeah, I remember the fact that he said we were all idiots and we were buffoons for not supporting that corporate welfare. It was insulting back then. It's even more insulting now. It really is. And, you know, Miles, that's something that I think that's why I reject the word conservative. And I've never really liked when people called me conservative because it doesn't mean anything anymore. And what it means, if you go through the true definition, it means to keep the same. So I think I reject it in the same way when I used to watch uh, Milton Friedman and Hayek discuss how they were really not conservatives, that the the it's always been flip flopped. The liberal is the person who believes in the Constitution and doesn't want to force anybody into anything. I'm the liberal. The the progressive is the person who wants to use the laws of capitalism and freedom and liberty to grow privately from the private sector, not the government sector. I'm the progressive. But they have somehow managed to sabotage these words and use them as a cloak while enforcing simply 150 year old Marxism. I mean, that's the real beauty in what they were able able to do. And when you see these these self enriching, self aggrandizing frauds frauds like the Cheneys, I mean, not a better example of everything wrong in Republican side of the aisle government than Dick Cheney, or for that matter, Adam Kinzinger. You you understand just how meaningless these words of party these words of team really are now i do think you're going to have to do it from the republican ticket the republican side but you're going to have to clean your house first and that's why you take these kind of examples of rent seekers like adam kinzinger who was more than happy to to give special benefits to foxconn along with trump by the way foxconn and caterpillar that was always my argument with trump he doesn't get to pick the winners and losers either 
But the kind of the kind of America I see is an America that we based our our documentation, our founding papers on the the agreement that representatives don't become rulers. They don't get to pick winners and losers. The idea that we are so unmoored from those principles is why we now as parties are arguing, should it be two point seven trillion or a trillion? It should be nothing. My offer to you is nothing. The infrastructure you, we, the citizens of this country, have been paying for. It's already do it with the money you have. And stop paying off your friends. Stop cutting these deals where the, the public sector makes double the private sector. Double. It's double. The average pay in, 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 on the state side, on the federal side, is 90000 a year. The average pay in the private sector is fifty. That, that's game over. It's a math that doesn't work. It is, uh, however, an explanation as to why we must mouse-click money because there isn't enough to keep that scam of a system going. There simply isn't enough. And that's why I do love when you get the Pisakis out there to give you the nonsense. Bill in Hammond. Yeah, hey, Sean. I called my credit union today to see if I needed an appointment to get in, and they said, no, you, you can just walk in. I said, do I need a mask? They said, no, that's optional. So I walked on over there, did my banking, and uh, it was great. Look at and you, Bill. Home, I yeah. seen uh, two kids running in the street with their, you know, their mask, and I said, yeah. hey, you know, you don't have to wear your masks anymore. And they went, really? And they took them off. Bill, look at how excited you are just to have the little freedom that the rest of the nation gave away. It's very exciting. Good for you. That's how you know it's going to be a fantabulous Friday. Let's go to Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. I'm just wondering, you know, my little company does less than a million a year, and uh, we only have a handful of employees. Where's my corporate welfare? Who's, who's looking at Where's the Adam Kinzinger for me? You know what? You were told to take a loan that if you put your left elbow in, take your left elbow out, shake it all about, you might get able to have for free. You were actually what was offered to you, Don, was even more diabolical than welfare. What was offered to you was the hook. And if you took it, you still don't know how how, how deep it's going to go, because I've never seen in this country the concept that small business people were taking loans that they didn't know the terms to. And and that, that that's why I didn't take it. You know, I've got five LLCs or four LLCs. I wasn't going to take it because how dare you partner up? This is why you don't partner up with the mobsters. Am I the only one that saw Goodfellas? Right? How was sales this week? Too bad. Pay me. That's exactly how it's going to turn out. Because the real mafia isn't two Italian guys talking about the spread on the Bulls game. It's Adam Kinzinger. It's Liz Cheney and her daddy. The real, the real Capo de tutte capos. And the good news for us is our Don is like that same one in New York who used to walk around in his bathrobe. He's uh, for example, there is a situation where there's an estimation of somewhere between 700 billion and a trillion, 300 million billion dollars. There you go. We're going to be fine. It's just me and you. No guests. We're going to have a good time. Last hour. Fantastic Friday. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, 
With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Friday. I still want to do topics that matter. And Mike in Joliet has a point that I think is very important before I move on. Mike, thanks for calling the show on a Friday. How are you? Sean, love you and love the show, sir. Thank you, buddy. Hey, here's the thing, sir. I used to run a small business. We used to transport oversized loads. Uh-huh. And what I found out is because now I'm working through a temp company did you, a before of, we go on uh, before we go on did you drive chicago teachers from their parked car to the to the school no 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 oh, that I would just, be yeah. funny but i was in your favorite industry at one time wind energy oh good for you yeah those are those are something yeah and then i went to oil and gas compressors and made more money but i love the transition go ahead yeah yeah so uh, basically i shut it down to take care of my mom and i work for tech uh, basically temp agencies trying to uh, basically kind of keep money afloat. And a couple of people were asking me about business questions and stuff like that. And what they are doing is getting signed on with Blue Acorn. And these gentlemen and ladies, they have no job. All they have to do is just forge the numbers on their, uh, on their 1044 for 2019. And voila, they're getting yeah, they a just... $20,000 check and they're quitting. Basically, they just they're busted quitting the job. It. They just busted a firm on the East Coast that it, it was it was soliciting people that had that either had LLCs that were inoperative or that were willing to open them to scam the program. And, you know, when this came out, Mike, it was so obvious. It's like a, it's like Medicaid, Medicare. They're scammed for billions every year and they just they let the people get away with it. There's so much that just slippage. It's not even funny. They're they're going to catch people in these PPP loans that stole, you know, literally billions of dollars from the American people. And the vast majority of them will get away. I mean, I think they're going to catch some. But, you know, they, sure. they, they created this program. Um, really, it was really psychologically brilliant because you were able to have people that were normally the last holdouts, and those are the entrepreneurs, the last holdouts of government um, control. And you took away their business first, and then you gave them this, you know, this lifeline, or so it appeared, and no one discussed what the terms of it was, and they made it seem like it'll be forgivable. Well, it's never forgivable when it's money. Some money somewhere pays for it. There's no free lunch. And um, you had people that vehemently saw themselves as capitalists and entrepreneurs, and you you entice them through abuse. And it's really kind of what we're seeing with the masks. You know, before I took your call, we had a full board, and it was people talking about how great it felt to walk around without masks. Well, you're a man, a woman, damn it, in a free country. The idea that you allowed this to happen is the real problem and now you're thanking people who took away your freedom it is the equivalent of watching the soviets kiss uh uh, uh stalin's hand i mean i i view it that way or your quote turn the abuser and say yeah. thank you yeah that's that's how you know you got a psychological problem in the nation thank you mike i really appreciate the call very much and you really do have a psychological problem in this nation you've got people that are more torqued up about having the government um, investigate 
and and incarcerate people who partook in a January 6th protest that I know, I guess we're calling it a riot or an insurrection, which is my favorite, a weaponless insurrection. But, you know, they're, they're, the people who are doing that are Democrats, so they, they're not good at really identifying anything. So we're calling the weaponless insurrection. We're going to have investigations and we're going to look into this. Yet do these same politicians and political sycophants and commentators want to investigate the virus that took away a year and change of our lives? Does anybody want to investigate? I think it's crucially important to investigate this because I don't like it. I don't like it. And I don't like the idea that we may have been funding it. We may have been funding this. I would say we don't know for certain, but I would say what Dr. Fauci said yesterday was verifiably false. He said no NIH money went to the Wuhan Institute for gain of function. Well, the main doctor there, the one they call the bat scientist or the bat woman, is a woman named Dr. Shi Zengali. She wrote a paper that MIT scientists have looked at that they said was gain of function, meaning juicing up these viruses to make them very potent and infect humans. She wrote this paper and in the paper acknowledged that her funding came from Dr. Fauci's group, the NIAID, which is part of it. That's a problem. That's a problem. Because the one guy who shot to importance, importance in this in the, in your in our society, the most important man in this country is Fauci, the most important man, a man from obscurity, a man who lived in a government bureaucracy from 1968 to now, 1968 to now, is the most important ruler in this nation. His mere word. It was just three weeks ago you're supposed to wear two masks, or five weeks ago, two masks. In the beginning, no mask, then mask, and mask. And everything he said, the nation and the CDC and schools and businesses throughout the land hung on every word. And this is the same son of a gun that was funding this? And then he lies about it? NIH. So he's verifiably telling you something that is not true. Now, he may be quibbling and saying they weren't doing gain of function or they weren't supposed to, but we've looked at the grant application. In the grant application, we have a cellular biologist from Rutgers who says the grant application is for gain of function, juicing up these viruses. So Dr. Fauci came to Congress yesterday and lied. We can't prove the virus came from the lab. I'm not saying it did. I'm saying there is very much suspicious what, what does uh, he, evidence that yeah. it might have. There's absolute proof that we funded the study of it. There's absolute proof that we funded the, the study and what they were doing there. And these same people who did this shut down the, 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 the world for a year and change, came up with a virus that they don't want to tell us what's in it, have controlled every aspect of your existence of your life, have seized entrepreneurs and independent people and made them servants of the government, made them subjected to literally walking from out of their house. And nobody wants to investigate your call. You have the audacity to call for investigations of January 6th. Where there one woman was killed, one protester was killed, an unarmed protester was killed. And that somehow is more important than this?
He's worried about culpability. So the person they put in charge of the investigation of whether or not the Wuhan Virology Institute had anything to do with COVID-19, the person they put in charge of the investigation was the guy who gave the money to Wuhan Institute. So they're circling the wagons and they are deathly afraid that some evidence will come out that this virus escaped the lab. The doctor who runs the Wuhan lab said that she couldn't sleep at night afterwards because until she said, I figured out that it didn't come from her lab. She was worried to death it did come from her lab, but now do we take her word for it? She would probably be executed in China if she was responsible for this. She's probably, if it were there, destroyed the evidence. So we'll never know if it came from there. But my point is this. Should the U.S. government be funding these labs in China? China's a rich country. Why are we sending millions of our dollars to a secretive lab where we can't trust what they're doing? And should the man who has gained this fame, notoriety, and importance, the most important man in this country right now, somehow benefit and profit and hold a position he does versus be imprisoned? I'm sorry, I don't think that's too harsh. If you had a hand in this virus, you should be imprisoned. You shouldn't certainly be trying to pretend to be my savior. Both CDC Director Walensky and the president of the American Federation of Teachers are now saying that schools in the fall should be 100% open and in person five days a week. Do you agree? And if that's the plan, should it be formalized so schools and parents can start preparing? Yeah, I agree with that. I believe the school should be open five days, full blast, just the way it was before. That, oh, that we he's really a savior. Have to do that by the time we get to the fall. And if the kids are and if the kids are vaccinated, no masks required, right? Right. Well, again, I'm going to leave that to the CDC to make that decision. But yeah. I would think that that That's certainly would be an option if the children are vaccinated, not to have a mask. So now the guy who had a hand in funding the lab that may have may have genetically modified the virus that shut down the world. Now he says, oh, it's okay. Your kids can go back to school rather than paying any kind of repercussions for the beyond incompetence, beyond, beyond incompetence of funding this lab that may have genetically modified this virus to be able to adapt to any kind of vaccine because we don't know the truth because they won't tell the truth. And this is once again turning to your abuser as a savior. This is the battered housewife syndrome where they think a good day is when the husband doesn't come home and kick their teeth down their throat. This is what this country has been reduced to. Anybody who had their hand in this lab, anybody should be imprisoned for life. This is more than a mistake. This didn't come from a, from a food market where some guy ate a bat and then went and bit his dog, or whatever the hell story they want us to believe. This is outright, and, and, and I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? You want to talk about a conspiracy that enriched government, that made incompetent morons like my Auntie Mary, Dr. Fauci, become the most important man in your life. This is outrageous to me. And yet our politicians are calling for an investigation of a protest, a real protest. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. So that's Friday. That's Friday. I'm looking forward to the weekend. I really am. But I've been maskless for a year and a half, so I've always looked forward to the weekend. That's just me. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Eric in Marengo. Hey, Hi, Eric. John, how's it going? Good, buddy. 
Uh, yeah, you know, I can't be 100% on this, but from what I hear, Fauci is actually the top paid government employee, even more than the president. You are right. I think he's like 30 or 40,000 more than the actual president makes. You is that are- unbelievable? You are right. And he's the most important guy in your life. And, and prior to this, did you even hear of his name? I mean, aside from the debacle of the AIDS thing in the 90s? You no, never hear not his, at no, all. No, no. He it, went from obscurity. No, yeah, well, here's, a, here's another thing I find amazing. When they do their financial disclosures, Eric, one thing I like about government officials, yeah. they give them a range of net worth between 3 and $10 million. Well, that's quite a range. You know, I, I know a lot yeah. of entrepreneurs. I know a lot of guys that work. 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And I bet you on any given day, you can ask them exactly what they're worth, and they know. Exactly. How do you come up with a range that has $7 million in it? This guy's making more money than the President of the United States. And, Eric, he holds probably options in stock and different preferred stock that he doesn't have to disclose to how many pharmaceutical companies. I mean, that's just me thinking, but I'm a nut. That's not in the vaccine, so that's why he's going to pump it into the kit now. Yeah, and they weren't going to tell you what's in it. Thank you. We're going to talk about that vaccine and how um, politicians are now luring children with free six flags right there in uh, good old Illinois where you got that beanbag with a pumpkin on it calling himself a governor. All right, John in Homewood, you've been on a while. Thanks, John. No problem, Sean. I love how I wait two hours for you. Speaking of freedom, Thank quickly, you, I sent a wrong text message in a group text message to my boss. I got my three-year-old talking in the background. Meant for someone else. I'm a pizza delivery driver part-time. I said, I did deliver with the coronavirus and nobody got sick. Exclamation mark. Or in my opinion, proving that it's not as contagious as it was. I get to work this morning. <clears throat> oh, big deal. Come with me, John. Sit me down. They have a letterhead from the CDC, Center for Disease Control. On it, it says, you violated the Center for Disease Control's quarantine policy. And with Aurelio's, which is the company I worked for, did work for, they wanted me to sign that. Well, I refused to signing, sign that because I don't know where that piece of paper is going. Is it going mm-hmm. to the CDC? So basically, I let my job go because they told me I could have killed everybody, and they were looking at me wide-eyed that I delivered pizzas while having the coronavirus. I had very mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. Not one other driver got sick. Only three people in the whole restaurant got sick in the past year and a half with it. So basically, I lost my part-time job. Willingly because I was accused of killing everybody. Here's good news. The the same Democrats that wanted that CDC letter to make sure you got fired also passed a law to make sure that pedophiles no longer have to identify themselves or criminals of any manner when filling out a job application. So you should not be a pizza delivery man. There's no question about it because you're too good for it. But anyway, um, those people who can be pizza delivery boys and who are um, for your same company, we don't know if they are felons anymore and the democrats made sure of that just a little tip now you know who the bad guy is tom Sherville. yeah sean sean nobody in the government including uh you know the freak fauci is using the term biological warfare which is what this is it came out of the lab it was done on purpose it was done to sabotage economies around the world including ours and many others but how many of the countries paid for it to be developed that seems to be the ones that should be liable. I agree. Uh-huh. So do you think we should have an investigation? you think our government should maybe form a, a committee and they should all pretend to work? You know how they do when they go to those little cushy chairs and they sit down and they pontificate for their campaign ads. Do you think maybe we should do that on uh, exactly who funded the Fauci flu? Or, or 
should we investigate the protesters who still couldn't believe that 81 million morons voted for this corrupt piece of garbage that we call a president? Which one do you think should be investigated, Tom? Uh, I would say both, but I would lean more towards the biological warfare. Yeah. However, I would like to know why uh, uh, the $6 billion of damage last summer, that's not being investigated. Because that was righteous protesting. Thank you, Tom. Answered the question. Didn't think you'd get an answer, did you? Tom in Orlando. Hey, Sean, Dave from yeah. Orlando. Hey, listen, oh, Dave, I, I I'm sorry, tell Dave. You, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm sitting in a hot tub. It's 80 degrees down here in Orlando, watching the palm trees sway. you got to relax. Yeah. The United Free States will pull it together. we got Nikki Haley. we got Greg Abbott. we got DeSantis. Come on back down to Naples, where you belong, uh, and just write it off. I'm Illinois. Here, I'm here, babe, and I look fantastic. Minnesota. I'm not in a hot tub, Minnesota. but I will be later. There, but here's the thing, Dave. There you go. You said something that's interesting the United Free States of America. Would you really consider them free when your state, the one you're in, the one I'm visiting and the one I live in part-time, have to bail out the one I came from that is a mafia misfit of corruption? Is it free state or is it an extorted state? No, it's an extorted. We are are sharing the burden of corruption, Sean. (laughs) So, Dave... We you are. didn't think I could aggravate you in a hot tub, did you, Dave? Well, like my wife, you were wrong. I could aggravate anybody in a hot tub. It's a gift. Lee in Hammond. Hey, hey Sean, take me with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm already here, babe. No, Come on, though. No, uh, you know, I wanted to call up. You know, I've been reading about this Fauci and this gain-of-function research thing for over a year. And now it's coming out that, uh, you know, Rand Paul's trying to make the connection with Fauci and that. But... Again, this is the most frustrating thing about this stuff. It, nothing changes. It's a, The band plays on. Here we go again. All of these things come out, and nothing changes. In the meantime, there's a five-year witch hunt against Donald Trump. I mean, what do we have to do here to get, to get actually to, to, to get the American people to focus on something like you say is probably the biggest event Possibly in our lifetimes, nobody cares. That's what Yuri Bezmenov said years ago. You psychologically overthrow a people. You then can manipulate them into doing anything, right? So right now, Lee, you want to know the big story? Because I am down here. You know the big story down here? The big story is if New York indicts Donald Trump, will Florida fight the indictment? Because what you're saying is they're trying to get Donald Trump on a tax issue from 20 years ago. Okay. And they're trying to indict yeah, the most a former president. But, that actually will but, just focus on Trump and not Fauci. Right. But think about this, Lee. They're going to indict a former president for a private corporation and, uh, and tax issues. And you have a sitting president, a sitting president with, with a net worth in the untold millions who has never had a job in his life, who, who is apparently a benefactor of Corrupt deals with enemy countries, both in China and the Ukraine. And there's no investigation for that. But we are talking now about having a state fight off a New York indictment of a former president. So, you know, there's a lot going on here. And that's why when my friend in Orlando calls it the United Free States, we should at least address it for what it is. It's the United Extorted States. And we actually fought a civil war over that idea. So when you don't think that it's possible to do one in the future, 
when you're talking about confiscation, confiscating money, confiscating uh, uh, quality of life and controlling people and then changing terms of debt and then forcing them to put a, a, a drug into their body or they can't be free again. I don't think it's the United States people want to celebrate and wave the flag for on July 4th. Do you? 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. Is it a 13 right? price of meat, gas? I mean, these idiots, just absolute idiots. That's why I'm going to take Eduardo in Midway. Hi, Eduardo. Eduardo, you yeah, sleep? can you hear me? I can hear you now. Oh, no, no, I'm here. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that, um, yeah, I was, what I was going to say is that I think your caller shouldn't be uh, nervous. I think we have to get as many people to vote next year in the midterm elections. I mean, we only have like five seats to turn in the House and then the, and then the Senate, the tiebreaker. Everything's going to work out. Once we change that, then we can, you know, I'm have these investigations and make I, these laws. Listen, Eduardo, I love you, and you're a good caller. You're a great caller. And we debate sometimes, sometimes we, most of the time we agree. But until you shore up voter security, this, this, this same nonsense that we keep hearing is an act of futility. You give me a voting system I can audit, I'll get excited about our chances of changing the trajectory. But oh, you're right about that. Sure, sure. Because dropping ballots in that uh, box, I mean, I used to stuff, uh, stuff for the sweepstakes. Remember the sweepstakes where you think, oh, let me uh, do like 20 inches and maybe I'll win? It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. All right. Go ahead with your main question, though, that I read the screen. Go ahead. Well, yeah. Regarding that, do you think uh, if things don't work out next year, especially with that, if they're going to go after stuff like health care and even forgiving these uh, loans? Absolutely. They're going to forgive the loans. They're going to forgive the loans to their supporters, not to you. So, yes. And your question about single payer? Absolutely. And that's why these are not failures the way you and I view them. When you see corn at $7 a bushel trading at 13-year highs, when you see gas, when you see pipelines shut down, when you see economic calamity, that's their goal. Because then if everything else costs so much, well, then what can't people afford? Ta-da! Can't afford and then you're going to be dependent on the government. Now you've got to turn your, to single uh... payer. It's Yuri right. Bezmenov in 1977. Economic and sabotage, national sabotage to communism. And it's right on track, brother. It's right on track. That's why, Eduardo, if we're going to change it through peaceful change, it's going to come through demands of Republican representatives identifying that if we do not have voter security, we cannot have voter integrity. If you do not come up with a system that can be audited, that can be cross-checked, and that stops doing this 1895 corrupt, trust me, this is the winner, you're not going to have anything because government has never been stronger and in more control of your life. And you, unfortunately, and me included, all of us, have never been smaller. And in the meantime, every aspect of your your society has the hand of government in it. Whether the excuse be a virus, whether the excuse be the economic calamity that the politicians created, it's the only institution on the planet that gains strength from its failure is government. And that's why it must be fought. And that's why in a nation that was created on the, on the idea it was to be small and benign, this is the only place we can fight back. 
Other than that, you just throw in, you buy yourself one of those velour Adidas jumpsuits, and you go to, to, to Ukraine, and you try to get that oil deal with Hunter. Tell him you know him. See how it goes. What could they say? I mean, you know, you look at those haircuts. They can't be too bright. Thanks a lot, Tom. I appreciate it. You Ukrainians know what I mean. Don't get all hot and bothered. Tom, Elk Grove Village. Hey, Sean, thank you for being the voice of reason and, and a, a, a standard bearer of freedom. A lot of people um, are grunting often, now, but okay. Thank you. Yeah. As often, uh, this filth hides in, in plain sight. I've been forwarding an article for over a year from the Daily Mail uh, outlining that the U.S. government gave $3.7 million grant to the Wuhan lab uh, back in 2015 when the Congress outlawed gang of function uh, virus research in the U.S. because they deemed it too dangerous. Yep. And, you know, so this is not something that we need to research. They, they, it was, the money let's was let's get an investigation, though, because here, they're writing checks. I want to see it. I want to I confirm it. And then I want a full investigation into how the virus got let out. And then I also want to know how it got so, so small and so, so weak in China right away. That bothers me. Yeah. That bothers well, me. Well, the, the U.S. National Institute of Health is the one that gave the money. And it's, this is all public record. I mean, yeah. it, it's, this, this stuff hides in plain sight consistently. Uh-huh. And anyone that voices up uh, gets shut down. You know, the, the really social think- media oligarchs. Or, or just, you know, stepping on this down, and we need people like you to bring it to the forefront. Tom, I love you listening. Thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. Now it's Friday. We're going to do a little levity. We're going to talk about movies. I saw one in a show with the buttered popcorn, the whole nine yards, no mask. It was wonderful. I'm going to tell you about the movie I saw. Even Johnny Rockets got a selection. I want you to get on the line and tell me yours. 312 642 when I return. Let's all go to the line. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right. Very excited. I haven't been to the show in a while. Um, the shows down in um, Florida have been open for a while. Um, I've just been busy, and I was up north for quite a long time, and uh, I'm back, and I had a little time on my hands. I told everybody I was busy, and I did what I used to do when I was a kid. I didn't tell anybody. I turned my phone off. I went to the movie. I got a large buttered popcorn. I got a Voss sparkling water, which tells you I am really becoming quite the Oak Parker. And I saw a Guy Ritchie movie that I thought was fantastic. It was stupid. But it was great action. It was a wonderful storyline. I was rooting for the good guy. He was kind of, you know, because I love those movies where the good guy is actually kind of a bad guy who has a sense of righteousness. So it's called Wrath of Man. It is a Guy Ritchie movie. And I give it, can you say that without getting sued? I give it a cigar, a a high-quality cigar smoked well up. That's the way I give it because I thought it was fantastic. And then along with that, I saw... A couple of documentaries that uh, I can't remember the name, and I'm going to look it up while I take Jim in Naperville. Hi, Jim. Hey, Sean. You know, sometimes you got to look back to look forward. So I've got to tell you, no, an start, older film. Are you wooing me with Marxist ahead. wisdom? Go ahead now. Yeah, maybe. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Break a few eggs, right? Yeah, they're not. Uh, an older film that maybe some of your audience, audience have seen, but probably a lot of them missed. And it was a movie called Brazil. Uh, oh, I remember that. Brilliant. That had um, that had what's her name in it? Who's the the big uh, communist now? 
Yep, and and that other commie, uh, the guy uh, who acted as the AC guy. Uh, no, what's her uh, name? What's her name? She was a beautiful woman, really beautiful. What's her name? Oh, I, I can't think of her. I, I don't have any memory. Oh, come on. What the hell's so wrong with you? Those... call me up, you tease me, <laughs> and then you can't remember the name. But like, so, it's a great movie. It's a oh. fantastic movie. British okay. humor. A little British humor on the, 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 on the British humor. situation. Did you know that in the show Benny Hill, that little old man he abused, you remember him? Yep. In, the Benny Hill? That was his dad. His yeah, real, real dad. short. That, that, that was his real dad? That was his I didn't real know dad. that. There you go. You learn something every oh, day man, on the Sean Thompson show. Scrawny guy that was like half his height. Thank you very much. Yes, that was his dad. I got a lot of useless knowledge in my head. And the, the documentary, by the way, was the Hugh Hefner story, which if you haven't seen it, you want to talk. I don't know what you think of him, whether you don't. You know, he's from uh, an area close to my house, uh, Galewood. And um, when you look at what that son of a gun went through, all of us are better for it. He took on the government on freedom of speech in a manner that was unbelievable. This is a guy that lived by sheer will. He hacked his furniture to get to the number he needed to start the magazine. I mean, it is amazing. And then, of course, it's not too bad to reflect among the center, uh, about the centerfolds as time went on. Just fascinating. I highly, highly recommend it. You can see it on prom. I mean, uh, Prime, excuse me. Uh, 312-642-5600. I got two lines open. I want your your choices here. And by the way, I forgot to tell you, Johnny Rocket was talking about the movie Chef with Favreau. It is excellent. You want to have a good time and you're probably going to eat, but don't worry. You can't watch it enough times to ever turn out like Pritzker, even if you start out close to it. David in Wheaton. Uh, there's a movie I have not seen, so uh, I'm, I'm reading from the Epic Times. Wait a Mank. All right, well, we're just, just, just so we're clear, David, I just want to be understand. You're going to recommend a movie you haven't seen. What are you going to do next? Run for Congress as a Democrat that has economic <laughs> ideas that never had a job? Go ahead. <laughs> Me and Jody Buffaloni. Uh, <laughs> it's a story behind uh, Citizen Kane oh, yes. on Netflix, and... It's allegedly the real-life uh, incidents about the people who inspired Mankiewicz to write Citizen Kane. Well, he wrote, it with, he wrote it with my guy. Now, don't forget. He wrote right. It with the, yeah. Right. With Orson Welles. Gary Oldman stars as Mank, so it, really? it sounds interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see that um, RKO 281? Not yet. Did you <laughs> see The Lives of Others? No. All right. See, now you're, you're, you're tit for tatting me. No. All no, right. No, no, I'm no, done no. with you, David. I, I You've been absolutely no fun recommending. I'm going to give it a shot. Even though you didn't see it, I'm going to give it a shot. The Thank you so much. The Lives of Others, you will like. It's uh, 2006, won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film. It's the one where the, the uh, East Germans are spying on right. um, a particular I'm going to have to read the subtitles like when Prof puts on a movie at the Cigar House. The guy can't pick a damn movie without <laughs> subtitles. All right. Fair enough. I, I, you'll like it. You'll like it. All right. Very good. Thank you. And like like when Dan Prof picks it, I'm probably going to have to pay for the son of a gun, too. All right. Kent in Aurora. Hey, last time I talked to you, Sean, I recommended a horse racing series. And now I got a movie. One of my favorites, Let It Ride with Richard Dreyfus. Oh, Let It Ride. Listen, Let It Ride with Richard Dreyfus. I remember I was on a date with a girl that was rumored to be quite loose from the neighborhood. I was so preoccupied with the movie, I didn't even oh. make a pass at the girl, Kent. It was that good of a movie. Fantastic. <laughs> it was a wonderful movie. Thank you very much. I was always a sucker for the ones that were rumored to be easy. Neil 
in, in fact, I married the one that was rumored to be mean and hard to get, and I was so excited that she liked me, and she's still mean and hard to get. Neil LaGrange. Sean, my first time talking to you, I got to agree with you. Chef is a great movie. Watched it twice. The other one you got to look at, it was The Last Mogul. Have you seen that one? It's the Lou Wasserman story about how he ran. Is it a miniseries, though? No, that was that was that was one. It was like a two-hour special. And what I took away from it, it was uh, it was the, Lou Wasserman was the only person in Hollywood that Johnny Carson feared. All right, give me that name uh, again. Lou I got to write it down. Give me the name. The last mogul. Last mogul. Is it? Last mogul. And Lou Wasserman is who put Ronald Reagan in the White House. All right, Johnny Rocker. What was the one the guy said before to uh, the the one that uh, about Orson Welles? Mank. Oh, Gary Oldman. Anyway. That's it, Mank. You have a good one, Sean. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And Johnny Rocket, when he named that movie, it was you instantly smile. It's a good movie to feel good. Chef is a great movie. Highly recommend the Playboy Playboy story. And I'm pretty sure you can get The Wrath of Man. So let's have a good time, and we'll have a lot of fun, and we'll be back on Monday. But resist, we much. We must, and we will much about that be committed. That's right, dummy. We'll be back on Monday, 5 to 7. Resist we much, and we must be committed because we are not going to go quietly into the United Soviet States of America. We're going to put up a fight against all of the tyrants all of the time. Freedom doesn't sleep. It may, it may be under attack, but we will win in the end. Have a great weekend. Enjoy a good movie, and back to the fight on Monday. Fine, good riddance. She don't believe in shooting stars, but she believes in shoes.